What is up, everyone? This is Alex Lieberman, co-founder and CEO of Morning Brew, and welcome back to Founders Journal, my daily audio diary made public for the world, where every day I will give you, the listener, a backstage pass into building Morning Brew to help you think better in order to build better. And today, I'm going to be taking questions from Founders Journal listeners, so let's hop into it. So as I look back on the stats of Founders Journal over the last you know 100 or so episodes, one of the most played episodes of the show was an AMA where listeners ask their most pressing questions about entrepreneurship, morning brew, other miscellaneous things like media, marketing, and it was a really high-performing episode. So what that told me is that clearly people like asking questions and having their questions answered. And so I figured I would make this a monthly mainstay for the show. And what I decided to do is rather than answer 15 listener questions with 30 second answers, kind of like part of the interruption for uh, some ESPN fans out there, I'm going to take three questions and spend a little bit more time on each of those questions. And like I said, send me an email with any questions you have about Founders Journal, Morning Brew, media, being a young entrepreneur. And as I start to plan ahead with Founders Journal episodes, I will try to incorporate your questions and actually dedicate full episodes to those questions. So here's the first question. What should one focus on while chasing a professional dream at a time when so many small businesses are getting crushed by the pandemic and corporate powerhouses? This was a question from Seth Birch on LinkedIn. So I think I've said this before, but I think there's a misconception of startups being riskier than large companies. Like I think most people will say, period, end of story, startups are riskier than large companies. And I would say directionally, that's right. Startups are riskier because oftentimes you have less experienced people and founders leading a business that's still looking for product market fit. If you were to say, you know, Morning Brew in 2017 was riskier than working at Airbnb, I would say you are absolutely right. Austin and I were first-time founders. We hadn't yet made a dollar. We had like two employees, absolutely riskier. But in a lot of ways, the way that I think about it is once you have found product market fit as a company, and after you found product market fit, once you've found a sustainable revenue model, I would actually argue that a lot of mid-stage startups are actually less risky than large companies. Because I think the risk of being in a kind of mid-stage company in corporate uh, environments or older companies, I think the bigger risk is lack of innovation and lack of evolving, which leads to instability as well. So the story I always tell is before Morning Brew, I started my career at Morgan Stanley. So um, I was there from August of 2015 to September of 2016. Morgan Stanley, obviously one of the, you know, most established financial institutions in the US. I was working in sales and trading, specifically in bond trading. That division had, I want to say, 3,000 plus people. Like you go into that job and you're not expecting anything from like a stability or job risk or job security perspective to happen. Three months into the job, so in December, there was an announcement that 25% of Morgan Stanley's bond trading or fixed income department was being laid off. So over a thousand people in a 24 hour period were walked out of the building. I watched people line up to say bye to employees who had worked at the company literally since they graduated from college, who had been at the company for 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, who were never expecting 
that sort of instability. And I would actually argue from a job risk perspective, for a lot of these people, it was probably as hard as any other situation to get the next job. Because as you get further and further along in your career, you naturally have to pigeonhole yourself. And so there were only so many roles that these people could uh, end up working in. And so while I agree that directionally startups are riskier than large companies, I think at a certain point in a company's evolution, when product market fit has been found and when a revenue model has been found, I actually think people put way too much emphasis on the safety of large corporations. So great first question from Seth Birch. Second question from Jeffrey Williams on LinkedIn. How do you force yourself to be constantly innovating? I think there's three things. The first is creating space for creativity. I have always said that creativity is a muscle. And the more that you work out your brain and work out your creative muscles, the more creative inspiration and innovative mindset that you will have. How do I create space for creativity? Well, the first is I actually force myself to think of new ideas. For those of you who have been following my writing challenge that I'm a part of, Ship 30 for 30, right? 30 essays in 30 days. That is actually the, one of the big purposes of that is creating space for creativity. These 30 essays, I've said to myself, all of these essays have to each talk about a different idea for making Morning Brew a better and bigger company. So the fact that I have to force myself every day to think of a new business idea for Morning Brew that will push the company forward is like me going and doing a Peloton workout every day. It is forcing me to work out my brain and work out my creative muscles in a way that there is momentum behind it. The second thing I would say is innovation and, and creativity is about putting the right content in your brain. We've talked about on Founders Journal before the idea of a content diet. And I think that is so true, especially for being creative and, and innovative. If you want to be creative and innovative, you need to read and consume the content of creative and innovative people. And also, you need to lay the right foundation of knowledge around a given industry so that you have the ability to kind of like improvise because you have the foundation of information. So for me, consuming content, especially in the early days of running Morning Brew, around the history of media, the history of news organizations, reading, you know, ironically, the newsletter of who is now our GM of B2B media, which is called a media operator, which writes about all different media business models. To me, that actually was the foundation that I needed to lay in order to be able to innovate and be creative because you need a foundation of knowledge, in my mind, in order to improvise and come up with new ideas. You need something to build on top of. And the third way that I believe I force myself to cons uh, constantly innovate and our company does is hire people more creative than you in their areas of expertise. You know, everyone from Neil, our managing editor, to Kinsey, the host of Business Casual, to Toby, who runs our Twitter account, they are incredibly creative and innovative in their domains of expertise, far more than I am in those domains. And to me, like I said, creativity is a muscle. Creativity is also contagious. And so when you have creative conversations with really creative human beings, I believe it forces you to be more innovative and creative as well. The third and final question of the AMA from Trayton on Twitter. What are you most grateful for that didn't work out for you in your business journey? So I believe the question is basically, what is something that didn't work out with Morning Brew that actually was a blessing in disguise? My short answer is 
for the longest time we were thinking about if it made sense for Morning Brew to basically act as a consultancy in some ways to provide emails, email writing and email creation as a service for large companies. And we've had a bunch of conversations with companies over the years, but there was one conversation that got really far. We were talking to a Fortune 50 company. We were talking about a very high six-figure deal. And what we were going to do is we were going to create the internal email newsletter, either weekly or daily, for hundreds of thousands of employees to get on a daily basis, to know what's going on around the company, to, to learn about other employees who are profiled, but do so in the Morning Brew voice. And the way I think about this is while it would have been a ton of short-term revenue, it would have been a distraction from building franchise value as a media business, which from my point of view, the way you build franchise value as a media business is you build media. You create more and better intellectual property in the form of content that allows you to grow your audience and make your existing audience more loyal. While this deal would have both grown the top and bottom lines. It would have done nothing to actually create a halo effect around the Morning Brew brand because only the employees of the potential client we were talking to would have actually seen this product. And this comes back to like the, you know, the most important concept of opportunity cost. There is an opportunity cost to every decision you make. By saying yes to this deal, we would have on one side made hundreds of thousands of dollars, but on the other side, that was time and resource of mine, of our content leaders, and of other people that couldn't have been spent building out our B2B media business, our multimedia organization with video shows or podcasts or our social audiences. And so that was something that we were super excited about at the time. It didn't work out. And I believe it is a huge blessing in disguise. And so just to wrap this all up, I love these AMAs and I love listener questions for two reasons. One is I believe there is no better way to build an intimate connection with the Founders Journal community than answering your questions. For me, just as a listener of other podcasts and shows, I find that there's nothing cooler than engaging with the personalities that you listen, listen to each and every day, whether it's Guy Raz getting back to me with a reply on Twitter or Mr. Beast, the massive YouTube personality who responded to a DM where we now go back and forth. We as human beings love hearing from the people we spend so much time listening to. The second is that I find that Founders Journal listeners are super engaged and ask really smart and hard questions. For me, that's a gift. Whenever I am asked a hard question in the moment, I'm like, damn, that's a hard question. I can't just totally wing this. But after the fact, I'm like, wow, I am so incredibly grateful that I was asked that hard question because it forced me to think differently and actually have an original answer that I haven't said 50 times before. With that, thank you to my listeners that submitted questions for this episode, as well as the broader Founders Journal community. Not biased at all. You guys are the best community in the world. As always, thank you for listening to the show. And I will catch you all tomorrow at 2.30 p.m. Eastern for the last recording of the week. Thanks so much, everyone. Have a great day. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It offers flexible spending capacity that adapts to your business. You can also earn up to $395 in annual statement credits on eligible purchases at select business merchants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. 
Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard.